Episode 5 of the Mixtape Ambassadors. I am Jeff. And I am Leo. Alright, and we brainstormed a ton of things to talk about on this episode. Everything from a Halloween recap uh, to us not changing our time. Um, we got a vote coming up on Tuesday that the world is losing their shit about. Literally losing their shit. Literally, their shit Everywhere, there's shit on the walls. Um, And then talking about video games, heroes, inspirations, and maybe some Hulk Hogan news, too. So, we'll start off with the first thing we got. Um, You had a comedy show this uh, past week, on Tuesday. On Tuesday, I did uh, did an open mic at the Mint, and uh, I went... There was a show before, and it only cost $5, uh, or $10 if you wanted to get a VIP spot right up front. That's the same price of the footlong sandwich. I know. Way better, too, and it'll stick with you a lot longer. I guarantee it. Um, And uh, it was uh, put on by uh, Joey G, who uh, always runs the mic at uh, the Mint. Uh, Aaron Panther did a set, which he is always tremendous. Local Tucson comic. Uh, Christine Levine from The Frank Show. And Andy Andrist, who did not disappoint at being just hysterical mm, and yes. uh, i heard that he was definitely over the top and some of his jokes were uh uh i guess the throwback to our last episode about offended yeah uh if you are easily offended definitely uh, i would not recommend that you try to tough out his show because you will cry he sounds hilarious he is he's hysterical <laughs> and then an hour before the show i totally fanboyed out i couldn't believe it mm-hmm. uh Doug is uh, Doug Stanhope, one of my heroes in yeah. comedy, came up with Andy, who also they also live together, not together, but they live in Bisbee, and uh, he came up and he hosted the show. Awesome! Uh, and I got a chance to meet him, which was an absolute treat, and it was it was just great to meet somebody who's been doing comedy for so long, so successful. Uh, it was it was just it was a crazy night. Wow! Yeah, nice man. Um, a recap of my week, I did not have a comedy show. I did have Halloween, however. We celebrate Halloween over here like a freaking bunch of madmen. We uh, um, decorated, we set up a table outside, and we actually had um, like, a, like a Velveeta cheese chili dip going in like a crock pot out there at our table because um, we thought the neighbors were going to have like a, like a little... Um, not, not like a, a, a block party, but they usually set up like a barbecue out there. They didn't this year. So we were out there like, man, we're going to make friends with the neighbors. And so we just ate our cheese by ourselves and handed out candy. But um, we did that. And then we, um, we kind of took shifts, uh, taking the kids trick-or-treating. I started first, circled the block. And there was a lot more houses this year than there was last year handing out candy. So it was very nice. And... Um, we were, we were trying to herd the kids like because they would take you know like a good five ten minutes at one house and I was like you're you're screwing up the time to candy ratio here kids they just didn't know they're they're young though they're like six so um, we were we were uh, herding them along and then like we, five to ten minutes were they like just like girl gabbing with like every house they yeah, went they to were and just, like asking were, people questions they're like, like oh look at this uh, Halloween decoration I'm like no who cares just go get the candy say thank you. Um, <laughs> 
And then you try to get them to not run through their like yard and their rocks and kick them everywhere, and they don't listen. They're just excited for candy. So, yeah, whatever. And um, they so we, we kind of circled the block, came back, emptied out a bucket, and then um, the kids went off uh, trick-or-treating again. I stayed back the second round and handed out candy, but there, there wasn't a lot of people that came by. So um, we ended up with, the kids ended up with like two buckets or so each. And then we had like three buckets that we didn't hand out. So we have an abundance of candy. I should have brought it out and just gave it to you. And oh, just I'm, ate it the whole podcast. I could have totally, ta- I would have taken you up on that. I, yeah. I, um, I did, for Halloween for me, I, it was a two-parter. Mm-hmm. Uh, first I went over to a, a friend's house. He really gets into the Halloween spirit. Uh, I mean, full cemetery in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Uh, his garage, he converts. Uh, he hangs up a bunch of chains and stuff and puts body parts on there and all kinds of stuff. Nice. Fake, of course. Fake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he has all of the movie quality uh, costumes of mm-hmm. like every horror movie you've ever seen. So he dressed as uh, Texas uh, Leatherface. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was Michael Myers. Yeah, I saw that picture uh, of you. We had uh, Freddy Krueger, uh, Pinhead, Pennywise the Clown, Jason Voorhees. Nice. Uh, we had the whole clan together, and I was super excited because I, you know, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna get to terrify so many kids." Mm-hmm. I learned something important this week. What's that? Today's youth, the parents, people my age having kids. They're letting their kids watch these horror movies way too young. Uh-huh. I thought I was going to terrify way more kids. They're all, they're all desensitized. These kids are running up. They're like, Michael Myers, you're my favorite. I love High you. five. And I'm like, have you Why not seen my... take a selfie. Have you not Literally, that's, that's how my first half of my night went was families coming up and they were like, can we get a picture with all of you guys? <laughs> like so, Michael Myers, big fan. Yeah. Over here. Yeah, over here, over here. But uh, <laughs> I did finally get one family. I ducked behind a van. Mm-hmm. And as they all like crossed the front of the van, I just stood up and followed them down the street. And when, nice. and when the kid looked, he pushed his mom at me and took off like a shot. His mom was just standing there, <laughs> You're on your own, and she's mom. like, "You just sacrificed your mother to yeah. get away." How He's like, "I've seen you. how this movie rolls out." Yeah, exactly. Um, so it, it was it was very fun, very cool. Lots of kids that came out, and then uh, after that, I went to a. Uh, a uh, an adult party where everybody Ooh. was getting uh, getting loaded. Oh. I wish God, I was. I had my fingers crossed that that was what was going to be on the agenda. But no, it was just a lot of booze. And uh, you change I, change costumes. I changed for... costumes and I uh, I went as a a young Jeffrey Lebowski or the dude nice. from uh, the Big Lebowski, one of my uh, favorite characters. So that was really fun and uh, it was a good time. Cool. And I saw your your posts on. Uh, on the Instagram too with, oh, with uh, the Mario Odyssey with the Mario Odyssey yeah. that was so cool yeah my daughter was um, the the T-Rex from Mario Odyssey when uh, the first level when you throw something's beeping there oh fries are up um yeah we the T-Rex from uh, Odyssey and when you throw your hat and it's a huge thing yeah um, if you know what I'm talking about yeah that's what she wanted to be so it was just an inflatable T-Rex costume with the Mario hat on top of it and yeah we, we cut this little quick video promo if you will where I throw the hat and then I run away and she runs after me and the hat like fell off and it was like, leave it in. It's it's a great scene. And it was just yeah, it was it was uh it was cute. It was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was fun to do stuff like that. Um, and uh, the other the other thing I I was gonna talk to you about for Halloween was 
your own history with Halloween as a kid growing up, making that transition to not trick-or-treating anymore. What age did you stop trick-or-treating? Or like what grade or do you remember? I can't nail it down to where I fully remember, but I want to say I was right around like 13. You know, I think it was mm-hmm. like the first time as a teenager, I think. I yeah, kind of think- stopped. Um, you, you, know. you when you when you get into that junior high mode, like seventh eighth grade, because where I grew up, junior high was kind of like a seventh eighth grade thing. They added sixth grade like later on, but right around that time, you were it was really crucial and critical to be cool. So you kind of you know trick or treating wasn't cool, but like with our dorky group of friends, we kind of just adopted it like no we're gonna be funny kids older kids and go trick-or-treating and we did for like a few houses and got candy and then we kind of just went and did our own thing and ate the candy but i think yeah it was it was right around seventh eighth grade when when i stopped trick-or-treating i i definitely didn't do it in high school or anything like that in high school what we did do was i went all out decorating my house i i remember when i was gosh i don't know a sophomore or junior in high school um, like leading up to Halloween, I got the, we had those green garbage cans, like the ones we have now where you push out to the street. Well, I cleaned the hell out of it, bleached it. It was super clean because I wanted to hide in it. So I put it in the walkway of my house. And when trick or treaters came up, I popped out and scared the crap out of them. And it was freaking oh, awesome. And, but we had a whole elaborate thing where there was like three or four jump scares. Cause we had this long walkway up to my house, uh, where I grew up. And so you had to walk down that walkway to get to the front door. And um, so it was just a corridor of me and my friends just scaring the crap out of kids. It was all dark. And we jumped out of the bushes, jumped out of the trash can. We had one guy that was fully covered with a with gloves and a, and a mask and everything. So, And he was sitting on a chair, like a lawn chair. So you didn't know if he was real or if it was just like something that we stuffed and put on a chair. And he sat super still, and a lot of the times what we would do is he would let the kids go trick-or-treat, and they would be watching you, watching the the, the, the dummy or so they thought in the chair, kind of like, ooh, is he real? I can't tell. And then they would go trick-or-treat at the door and then be walking back, looking at it still like, oh my gosh, is it real? And then he would scare the crap out of them on the way back. So, yeah, <sighs> that's kind of how it evolved to me. Like, I just wanted to do more fun, cool, scary stuff, because I love Halloween, and I didn't decorate my house as much as I would have liked to this year. I bought a bunch of decorations, but it was raining up until like the week before. And I was kind of yeah. like, no, I'm going to put it off because it keeps raining. And then I just kind of that last week, I was like, well, there's no time, you know, between work and life. I just ran out of time. But we put some things up and, um, you know, we left the porch light on. So that's usually the universal. We're handing out candy. And I just towards at the beginning, I was handing out two or three pieces Towards the end, I was just like handful, 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 because I didn't expect any more people to really show up later on. So I had that same problem for years. Over, you know, we live real close to each other, and I don't get a lot of trick or treaters over at my house either. I yeah. end up, you know, with all this extra candy, and I'm like, oh, thanks, guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're uh, gonna help me fatten up for the holidays as if I needed any help. Appreciate you, but uh, no, yeah, it's it's interesting how that evolves because yeah, I think that was where. It always happens is, oh, are you cool? Oh, you still trick-or-treat, loser. Mm-hmm. But uh, shout-out to this 13-year-old girl. That <laughs> she was so trying to be so tough. She was so scared of all of us. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
So she was standing in the street and she wouldn't come up to oh. get the candy. She yeah, was scaring them too much. With you know, because she saw all of us on there, and so she was like, <laughs> she put her foot on the on the in the street. And she's like, if you cross this line, we're gonna have a problem. Oh. And I just started <laughs> like laughing, and I'm like, what kind of problem could we possibly have? Like, you know, are you a young Ronda Rousey? Are you gonna just armbar all of us? Like, what? What are you talking about? I know about? you're gonna murder me, but you can't cross this line. Yeah, as long as you it's don't cross bounds. this line, uh, uh-uh, I'm in the safe zone. But uh, yeah, I think I think you know it's hot we'll... lava. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you get to high school, I think it's more like, yeah, let's let's dress up and get drunk. You know, like mm-hmm. instead of the candy as a kid. Uh, you know, as an yeah, adult, Halloween parties, you know, kind of evolved as time went on, and, and and that's what it's like as an adult. I mean, like I went yeah. to a Halloween party, and like it was just everybody getting smashed, which mm-hmm. I have no problem with. I don't need an excuse to get smashed, but no. it's kind of fun when you can dress up as somebody else and be like, well, okay, look, it wasn't me, it was the dude. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it was it was good times though. Um, you know, and so I'll be eating candy until you know I'll probably be handing out that candy next Halloween. So. She had so many of it. Um, but yeah, you know, the next day, um, my, my daughter actually had a dentist appointment the next day. It was kind of funny. So, uh, not really. I mean, she had two, two crowns put on it. Oh, poor so, kid. Yeah, she, she was a champ, though. Even the dentist was like, wow, she's really good. Like, you know, she, but as the, the, like, the morphine or, you know, started wearing off, um, then she could feel it. And I felt really bad. So I took her to the store and bought her. Um, she wanted to get this like make your own slime kit. Kids love slime nowadays. Have you noticed that? I th- I, slime is in. I didn't know that it was back in. I mean, I remember like Nickelodeon, like yeah, dude, Jack and Floam and like all. Now that it's stuff. like make your own, and it's like we're gonna sell it, sell you this thirty dollar kit, and I'm like literally all it is is freaking glue and and uh, baking soda and um um like. Eye wash solution for or contact lens solution. Really, those three things you can make like a big old thing of slime. There's YouTube videos on it, but like then you go you go to the store and they're like thirty dollars, and I'm like, what the hell? Well, you know what it is though too though is like I don't know if um, if kids are still doing it, but like you know, you could always probably have found a way to like make your own stuff. You know what I mean? But like, dude, yeah. kids would mer- that's no fun. Well, what you made your crap at home, loser. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Like, nobody likes you because you're poor. You yeah. know, like or like you know, if you had wanted to be a Halloween, you know, person, you know, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, mom, like this costume's only like 50, 60 bucks, you know, and they're like, yeah, fifty, sixty bucks. Yeah. Right. Oh, no, that that reminds me. I'll too. tell you what. I will pull. On, I will go down to Goodwill and I'll yeah. find you a jacket that looks nothing like what you're trying to do. You're just gonna pull it off. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's like you could spend fifty dollars on this like vinyl painted costume, or you can make your own for like five dollars, and it will probably last. Like you could still wear it around like the rest of the year. Um, no, but th- that reminds me too because um, we were talking about you know kind of evolving from trick or treating. I remember um, when I was in seventh grade. Um, I think that might have been the first year I didn't, or the last year that I did trick or treat. Um, but I dressed up as a werewolf, and it was, like, legit, like, studio werewolf. It was just, it wasn't, like, the makeup wasn't, like, like amazing, but my mom did this badass, shout out to my mom in seventh grade, um, this badass, like, makeup. It was, like, prosthetic hair and, like, face paint, and I had, like, a werewolf, like, just tattered clothes and stuff. And I remember I didn't wear it to school, but I went home from school. And I said, all right, mom, let's put this makeup, because we had, like, a Halloween dance 
and it was the first dance I had ever been to. It was in seventh grade. The first dance we ever had, it was at the beginning of the year. I never went to, like, a school dance, and I went dressed up as this freaking badass werewolf, and they had this, um, they had this costume contest, and no one knew who I was. I was just some dorky seventh grader, and so... I remember I went up there and um, everyone, they were like, okay, you stay, you go, and I like, was the final three, and I got second place. And the person that I lost to had one of those like generic like Grim Reaper costumes where it was like a hood, but the face was black, so you couldn't see their face, you know? And, um, and I was just like, this is like something that they bought at Kmart, you know? Like, I, like, I put effort into this, and... Um, it was just, it was cool though, because I was like, oh, cool, I got second place. I don't know even what I won, probably a bag of candy or something. But uh, I remember that, um, you know, and, and um, that was so, you know, and that dance, uh, <laughs> I used to love going to school dances too, because I was like, I was just into that. But I remember that dance. Um, I asked a girl to dance in my costume, and she was wearing her costume, I remember. And um, she was wearing this costume where she was like an old lady and she had a dress, but she had a pillow stuffed in her butt. So she had like a really big butt and it was just like all comical, cartoony kind of thing. And I remember I asked her to dance and she was like, are you serious? I was like, yeah. And I was just like super fucking nervous. And she's like, seriously? I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay. And then we danced and we, then we like dated for like two weeks or whatever. Her name was Raquel Rios and I ended up being in her quinceanera, she asked me to be the guy to walk her down the aisle, the, the oh, chambalan. Yeah, dude. No. Yeah, dude. I got to show you these pictures, dude. They're freaking badass. I had a zoot suit and everything. Um, and um, I, I used to have a zoot suit, too. <laughs> at my aunt's wedding, it was teal with black lapels. Oh, the thing <laughs> no, was balling. This one was black and white. I had the hat and everything, too. But, um, yeah, good times, man. Yeah, it was a good segue from uh, uh, Halloween to quinceanera, too, there. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So... Well, we were talking about heroes, and I got to meet uh-huh. Doug Stanhope, who yeah. who was who is one of my heroes in comedy. Um, what or I don't know. Like I said, the, I struggled with labeling people heroes because then people are like, "Well, what about firemen or troops or you know they're they're real heroes. They're saving yeah, lives." Hashtag gatekeeping. And and I'm like, yeah, but you know, like for me, a hero is is somebody who inspires me. And yeah. uh, and Doug is one of those uh, people for me. He's very inspirational uh, because he's just. He's just so funny, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was—he killed it at the Mint. The Mint. Yeah. He retired, came out of retirement to to, to host a show <laughs> at the Mint uh, in Tucson, Arizona, for you know just because he's amazing. Um, yeah, but, and was he on like the, the the bill for that night, or did he just show up and do it? You know what? I found out an hour before the yeah. show. Uh, it started going out on Facebook, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if it was legit. And so, like, it was about a half hour that, before the show that I finally knew, yes, it's hmm. true, he's coming. And uh, I paid the 10 bucks, get up VIP, which was cool for the Mint, too, also, is that all the money that they collected, that went to the comedians. Oh, okay. Like, they didn't, you know, charge a door charge, and then the Mint made a bunch of money. I mean, I'm sure they made it in what's, alcohol What's VIP sales. like that out there? Is it just the back? <laughs> yeah, VIP <laughs> basically just meant, like, they... they they blocked off the tables up front, uh-huh. and like you got to sit up front. Okay, um, was it the, packed? Uh, it was it was pack, more packed than I've ever seen the mint. Like yeah, it, it, like word that got out. Isn't that huge? But uh, well, I imagine Doug Stanhope. Everyone's like, "Holy shit!" Well, yeah, because he shouted it out on his uh, Twitter, I think, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, before. Uh, yep, I'm gonna be there tonight, and like people were coming out. I actually. I uh, put out a Facebook message. A guy that I went to high school with. I haven't seen him in 20 years. Mm-hmm. 
saw my post and was like, are you serious? This is tonight? He's like, I'm throwing clothes on and I'm on my way. <laughs> so I got to see an old high school friend. But uh, like, who are some of your heroes, people you you can uh, grab inspiration from or, you know, whether it be a, a family member, uh, you know, somebody? Um, I mean, uh, I could probably list off a couple. When I was younger, my answer to this question was Howard Stern um, because okay. I was really into that, you know, kind of like uh, – I. I wanted to be a radio DJ and you know he was kind of like the king of all media and stuff and I remember being asked this question and answering that uh, but I, I've kind of drifted away from that but I mean if you if we're going back to like grassroots and stuff of like who kind of inspired you like to get to where you're at today um, definitely I would probably go with that you know um, I was I was really into that scene when I was younger um, and just like as I was growing up kind of evolved and um, people who I I, I watch kind of what they produce and am inspired by that to make my own. There's a couple YouTubers. Like, I watch the Angry Video Game Nerd and Pat the NES Punk, and I, I listen to his podcast, and, and um, I, I really like their product and what they do because it's kind of like my scene, too. I'm, I'm into, like, old-school video games and stuff, so I, I, I like to be part of that scene, including that, because it's I feel like that's a way to stay informed. So in that aspect, and then, you know, of course, um, just as far as, like, um, positivity and inspiration, I would go with my dad, too, for sure, because he's, like, super positive. Like, he'll he'll have, like, a saying or, like, um, some sort of advice. If I ever needed advice, I could definitely go to him, you know, and uh, I should probably give him a call, too, now that I'm mentioning it. I'm going to write that down. Um, call dad. But... Um, yeah, I don't even know if he listens to this podcast. He'd probably be uh, uh, proud of that. But, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I'd say my dad. Um, and then now, yeah, I'd probably just go forward with that and kind of, yeah, I think yeah. I think with inspirations um, that that kind of apply to, to whatever you're into um, help you develop whatever it is your craft or your, your product is. Uh, like as a person like because everyone wants to I, I feel I, I don't know if everyone wants to but I feel like I, I like to create I like to make stuff I'll, no, I'll definitely I'll get a hobby I'll find a hobby and I'll get like really into it and I think I might have talked about this before but I'll get really into it like almost not really like obsessed but just like devote a lot of time into something and um, it helps to have somebody who is able to kind of like inspire you to push you towards something like that Oh, for sure. Yeah, and and um, so so inspiration can come from a lot of different areas in life too. You know, like you could be like, I watched this dog walk down the road, and then I wanted to get a dog, and now I have a dog, and we're best friends, kind of thing. You know, or oh, for sure. I think it definitely has you know different stages. I'm like you know, um, mm -hmm. you know, in comedy, Bill Hicks, um, he's the reason I got into stand up comedy. Um, his his way of crafting crafting jokes and some people don't find him funny but he was you know because he was very dark um but he also made you think um and then when it, when it comes to being like positive my uh my mom my mom is my inspiration she uh you know she has a lot of health problems and she would have every reason to you know be negative or kind of look at downsides and stuff but every day she always posts stuff on facebook or you know any advice i need She's always looking at things positively uh, as best that she can. And, uh, 
you know, that's very inspirational and cool, and she definitely listens to the podcast, so shout out, Mom. But, uh, yeah. Shout out to all the moms out there. Because without you, we would not exist. <laughs> yes. Um, and the dads, too, technically. Yeah, yeah. technically, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, you were saying, uh, you know, some of the people you follow um, that are into stuff that you're into, like old school video games. Yeah. Which got me thinking a lot. Uh, this past week about, you know, I hadn't played video games in a while. I love video games. I've been playing them. You know, I had the original Nintendo. And um, I was looking at, like, what my some of my favorite games were as a kid. And then what are some of my favorite games that I, you know, I play as an adult. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's let's break this down into levels here. Because this is a topic that I could really get into. Oh, hell yeah. There's a lot yeah. to unpack here. So, what was your first system? The NES. The original. Okay, same with me. And I remember I, I was living in San Jose, California. Um, we had like friends of the family or something come over. They brought a Nintendo, right? And um, they were playing Mario, Super Mario Brothers. And I remember like one of my parents saying like, oh, do you like that? We'll get one. And then we got one. And so, yeah, my first system was the original Nintendo as well. I'm like, I got mine for Christmas. And actually, the Nintendo that I got, Mario didn't even come with it oh no <laughs> you didn't get the action pack <laughs> no yeah i got the like it was like the core th- system it came with gyromite oh that one like did the, it come with rob the robot yes no way yes Dude, that thing is awesome i always wanted one of those that was that was what i had had and you know it came i think it came with duck hunt also like that was oh, like what it came with gyromite and duck hunt oh like, man all i wanted to do because my friends were talking about mario was play yeah. mario and i hadn't played it but but I, but I digress. So that was our first system was the Nintendo. Okay. And then, so um, growing up, did you evolve into Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis? I went Genesis. Oh, man. I went Super Nintendo. My best friend went Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. And so I kind of like still played Super Nintendo. But honestly, what, what took me away from it was the controller. Like it was that weird shape controller with the four buttons like mm-hmm. over there. Like I could never... I just never got into it. Really? I, That's what did it for I'm like, you, huh? the, the controller yeah. just threw you, me off. You know, the only people who owned a Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis, uh, their parents were divorced. So, <laughs> um, yeah, you had one or the other. I remember that. Um, yeah, I had friends that had the Sega, and um, it was it was cool. It was different. You know, and, and looking back, because I've, 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 I've followed the whole retro game scene, there was a lot of video games that were... They, they released it on the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, but they were two different games. They weren't the same game. They were different, you know? So, like, I'm trying to think of an example, but, like, Contra. There was Contra for the Sega Genesis, and there was Contra for the Super Nintendo. Wait a minute. Two, they had a Contra yeah. for the Sega Genesis? Yeah, they How did. How did I let that one slip by yeah, I think me. it's called Hard Hardcore... Hard Corpse, yeah. Oh, okay, but so they just, like, changed the name, but it was essentially the same it's, thing. It, no, they're two different games. Like, side-by-side, side, completely different. And and I liked that they did that, because that was kind of that last generation that did that. Now, with the newer gens, they release a game on every system, they're the same game, you know? And that's fine, because, you know, I don't expect them to make separate games or anything. The quality might be different, but... Yeah, that was something that also kind of left with the uh, later generations. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, and as a kid, the type of games I liked, I love role-playing games. Loved them. 
I was totally as a freaking nerd. As a kid, like that's that's kind of where I was going with like my evolution. Mm-hmm. As a kid, Final Fantasy on the original oh, uh, yeah. Nintendo, and then like I said, I had a Genesis, and my my favorite role playing game as a kid was Fantasy Star 3. Oh, which yeah? was on the Sega Genesis. And, nice. like, I would play the shit out of those games. I never got into the Fantasy Star games, but I always kind of wanted to. But going back now, I don't know if I could do it because it doesn't have that nostalgia effect. Yeah, because, like, I played... I, I got a... For my PlayStation 3, I have the, the Sega Genesis Greatest Hits, and it's got oh, all yeah. the fan, like, Fantasy Stars on it. And I went back and played 3, mm-hmm. and I think if it wasn't for the nostalgia... It definitely would have been like, oh my god, this game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but because I remember playing it as a kid, and like, I think there was a point that I could just couldn't seem to beat. But mm. like now as an adult, obviously I'm a little bit smarter, so yeah. I, you know I was able to wipe it out. I was like, oh man, I finally got, to, I finally beat this game. Nice. Like, you know, 20 years later or whatever it was, but I you finally know, did it. And and gr- going the Super Nintendo route that I did, I remember I rent, I had Final Fantasy one for the Nintendo. It was great. Um, I have probably beat that game, I could say, maybe 30 or 40 times. And it's oh, a long-ass game. It's really long. And and for the Super Nintendo, they released Final Fantasy 2 and Final Fantasy 3. Now, I remember Final Fantasy 2, I had rented from a rental store, and I just never returned it. <laughs> and that's how I got that game. Final <laughs> Fantasy 3, I think I got it from like a like a swap meet or, or, or flea market or something. Um, but I, And I still have those games. And um, I have beat those games also probably 30 or 40 times. Um, I remember I did a speed run of Final Fantasy 2 on my computer because you can play it at like 10 times the speed. So I beat that game in less than a day, which is insane for a role-playing game. But that was like me like having nothing to do in life. and like, I'm going to beat a freaking... 30 hour game in one day kind of thing. <laughs> hey, you got to have you got to set goals. Yeah. Um, you know, and I used to one of my favorite games also when I was a kid was Ninja Gaiden. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's interesting you say Gaiden cuz I say Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden. You know, I don't even know what the official I don't either. The official pronunciation. <laughs> I don't know what the nomenclature is. That's like six-year-old me sticking to my guns right there, you know? And you're pro- you're, uh, to be honest, you're probably right. I don't know. I'm like, who knows? But yeah, I used to love playing The first games. one for the Nintendo? Yeah. Could you beat it? Yeah. Fuck, man. That is a hard-ass I, it's, game. It was super hard. But the thing, Well, the thing with the first one was you had unlimited lives, so you can keep going. Well, you didn't have unlimited lives. You had unlimited continues. continues right. But you could... Once you died, you just went back to the beginning of the level, which was part of the skill back then. Now it saves, you know, there's saves, and you can just continue right where you left off. But back then, now the thing with Ninja Gaiden 1 was you'd get to the boss, the final boss, and if you died, you had to go back to, like, whatever, like, level 6-1, and the boss was, like, level 6-4. Every level up to that point, if you died on, like, level 5-2, you started back on 5-2. Only the final world... You had to beat all four like portions of the last level, and that pissed me off. I know because it was so, so that game, now. And now the thing with that game is like you could work it out to a science of timing and everything, and that's what it was all about. It was all about memorizing the patterns, mm-hmm. and that's how you would beat those games back then. And and to be like a six or seven year old kid and do that is pretty impressive, you know. Because now it's not patterns; it's AI. You yeah. know, so it's it's two different skill sets. And the thing is, is you can change the level of the AI now. Back then, I mean, there was some games that had easier hard mode, but it was still fucking hard when you got to the end of that game. It was, 
uh, I used to I used to love playing the games, but I liked anything. Like as a kid, like you know, six year old me, I wanted to be a ninja. Like yeah. I watched like every ninja movie that was ever made, mm-hmm. and like so like that game spoke to me. And then I remember like. I want to say it was middle school, sixth grade, middle school. That was, like, I went, again, it, did you go Xbox mm-hmm. or did you go PlayStation? I went PlayStation. I did, too. Yeah. I loved the... I loved the Final the, Fantasy VII, dude. That was... That- that was the game I got with my PlayStation. That's where with I... Picked, no memory card. That's where I picked <laughs> back up on Final Fantasy because yeah. I didn't have the Super Nintendo, so I never played two. I never played three. Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Seven yeah, comes out. Two, three, seven. There and you go. And like, we're like, what the hell happened to four, five, and six? They're which, like, those were Japan only. Right? Yeah. Well, here's so here's here's the science behind that. So Final Fantasy two for the Super Nintendo is actually Final Fantasy four in Japan. Final Fantasy two and three for the Nintendo or Famicom in Japan was never released in the states because they 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 thought it would be too hard or something like that. Like I remember reading, thinking that that they said, and that's why they never released. Super Mario Brothers 2 because they thought it would be too hard for the Western audience. So that's why there's Super Mario Brothers The Lost Levels, if you've ever played that. That's actually Super Mario Brothers 2 in Japan. In Japan, Super Mario Brothers 2 was not Super Mario Brothers 2 what we got. That game was Doki Doki Panic in Japan. We got it and they changed the character sprites and called it Super Mario Brothers 2. That's why it's totally different. Wow. Crazy, right? So back to the Final Fantasy though. So 2 for the Super Nintendo was actually part 4 in Japan. Then part five for the Super Nintendo or Super Famicom in Japan never got released here. Part five never got released. So and then six was actually part three. We got Final Fantasy six labeled as Final Fantasy three for the Super Nintendo. Crazy, right? So basically two, three, and five in Japan never got released in the states. They eventually did through like collection series on the PlayStation or or beyond, you know, on Steam. Um, you can get them now, but when they came out with Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation, it was actually Final Fantasy VII. Like, how great is that? That, like, Nintendo, they were like, okay, the Asians can handle this game, but those yeah. white people over there, yeah. they just can't handle this. Yeah, yeah well, the, the thing, it was a big deal with translating a game like that, too, because that was a whole Oh, project. you know what? I never even thought about that. Yeah. Like, that would have been a pain in yeah, the ass. Yeah, and you know, there's actually a lot of, not, I don't want to say a lot of controversy, but the guy who... Who translated Final Fantasy 3? I think he might have done Final Fantasy 2, but he also did like Chrono Trigger and stuff. He, the same guy translated all those games from Japan to the US, and he changed a lot of the translations to kind of like fit better. But as years went on and people like had both games and they saw how he translated, they criticized him a lot, saying like, you really like messed up a lot of things. And like, and the guy was like, well, I mean, I had like three months to do this and like when you when you're changing like uh text in a game it has to be the same exact amount of memory used so certain parts had to get cut out and it was just uh like uh, I, I remember reading about it and it was just kind of interesting but um yeah they, that guy was kind of like you know like the black sheep of the of the <laughs> retro rpg See, you son of a yeah. bitch, you changed the whole thing. <laughs> you ruined thing. my childhood. Imagine what my life would be like if I had a proper translation. You know, and it's funny too, because like with uh, Halloween just passing, like I remember like the game that just grabbed me as a teenager was Resident Evil. Oh, I loved it. Like, 
I could not get I beat enough that game of that game within the time limit to get the unlimited rocket launcher. I played that game so many times. I remember like actually like jumping at some of the scenes oh, when the like dogs when the dogs jumped, jumped through the yeah. window. Dude, that you know oh, even though I knew that part was coming, it still freaking got me. Oh, I mean, I just love that game and like now as an adult, um I get FIFA every year cuz I'm a big soccer freak. Or football, as it's really called, but you know, in America, you nobody knows. They just know that as the. Uh, you play FIFA. I play FIFA all the time. Yeah. Um, I get it every year. There's I, a big competitive scene for that. Isn't I, there? Yeah, there is. I, I'm not, I'm not at that level. Mm. Like I, I just like playing the different career modes and stuff, and building, building your team from the ground up, and uh-huh. or building a player, and and uh, making the squads and stuff because. They always like sell you to another lower level so you can get experience, you know. So meanwhile, like you're playing against, you know, some schmoo team and you're trying to play for the dream club that you want. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have played every Assassin's Creed game that they've made, and if they make them for another twenty years, I will be an old man playing. Gotta those get games. the new one, dude. Uh, I'm waiting for Black Friday. I'm sure it gets yeah. it, it gets that. That's what usually when they release them. You know, they they release them like a month or so before, mm-hmm. and then I pick them up on Black Friday because they're way cheaper. Yeah, than, you know, and I'm poor. But uh, yeah, so I mean, now like to me, it's the Assassin's Creed games that have got me like just yeah. hooked. I, I love all of them. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm still sticking to Final Fantasy, man. Even since a kid, I still play Final Fantasy. I I say the game I play the most now. Is an online version of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy XI. Now, how is that? Because I've always wondered. I've never played any role-playing games online. Now, oh man, that will suck your life freaking your life force out of every bit of existence, right there. <laughs> let me tell you. So, like, I've played a few like MMORPGs, massively multiplayer online role-playing game. Is that like uh, Warcraft and yep. those kind of things? Yeah. Okay. yeah, I never really got into Warcraft. Warcraft totally like. My buddy was like just obsessed with that game, yeah. and I I remember I'm like my old roommate was. I'm all everyone secret time. <laughs> I was on mushrooms, and I decided to come watch my buddy try to play that game. Yeah, and like was it wild? Yeah, <laughs> it was wild to me because like he was like he had like you know this whole like little system where he had to you know pick this up over here and drop this over here and mm-hmm. he was doing all this crap and I was like. You know, I was on mushrooms, and I'm like, "How the fuck are you doing this right now?" Like, my mind was blown that yeah. like he was able to like manipulate and handle all this crap. But I mean, yeah, I mean, I remember we had like a party. I was like, "Oh, dude, like we're throwing this party tonight," you know. And he was my roommate. He's like, "We are." I'm like, "Yeah, dude." And I was like, "Hey, man, there's gonna be like you know girls here. Like, it's gonna be a fun party," you know. And he's mm-hmm. like, "Ah, oh, can't, man. I'm doing a dungeon. I'm doing a raid." And yeah. I was just like, "Wait, what?" But there's like, I was like, "All right, all right man. That's what you're into. Like, yeah, that's cool." Uh, I've been there, but um. Yeah, so so this game came out in like 2000 in Japan, right? I remember I imported it way back then in Japanese, installed it on my computer, played the game entirely in Japanese, ended up like picking up some Japanese from like other online players who were in Japan, and it was kind of interesting, and I played that game for years, and I got like, I was like really addicted to it, and then I kind of like... I actually ended up selling my character online on eBay from that because it was just the login information basically. Sold it for three hundred and fifty dollars because get, I had get all out. this badass end game gear and equipment and stuff like that. Um, you know, and that was part eleven. That was like, you know, gosh, fifteen, eighteen years ago, whatever. And so, um, 
they they're they're up to 15 now but uh and they've actually released another online one 14 was online as well and i played that and it was fun um but i just stopped because i was like yeah i'm kind of done with it anyway so so final fantasy 11 is still going online and it's and it's gotten so many updates to the point where it's kind of like not the same game it used to be so this guy created a server that is an uh uh, an era server server like rewound back to how it was in like 2005 with all that content and everything how it used to be and it's a free server and it's not technically legal but it's free and i'm not paying money monthly for to pay it because a lot of those games you, you have to pay a monthly fee to pay, play them like see that i think that's where video games like i think that's where they've gotten too greedy yeah you, you know, know and, and you're paying for content and certain times like like, I, I almost never buy downloadable content because I'm kind of really against that. I do not like that. I'm like, look, I paid 60 bucks for the game, and that's that's pricey. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's 60 bucks, you know? That's how much a game should cost, you know? And that's it. Yeah. Okay? But now, oh, well, if you want to actually be good at this game, you've got to, you know, buy this downloadable content. Mm-hmm. This is 20 bucks, and this yeah. is 30 bucks, or this is whatever. And I'm just like, dude what yeah like no no yeah and, and you know like, like like they do that with fifa too you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you can does it actually make you better though or is it cosmetic um well like so they have uh it's called um uh fan uh, uh ultimate team and mm-hmm. you like buy these packs and you get certain players and if you don't if you don't open a pack that has this player in it, then you don't get to, you know, you don't get that player. Or you can buy them with, like, tokens that you earn or purchase. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, essentially, yeah, if I'm playing somebody online in an ultimate team, if they put money into it, like, they could have all of the best players. They have and, better stats. Yeah, okay. which really matters when I'm trying to go against, you know, Renault, you know, the top five players in the world, and they're yeah. smoking me 12 nothing huh. because he put money into it. And it's just like... You know, yeah, I, it's a, I, yeah. See, and that's that's the the horror that is downloadable content, like the pay to win thing. You know, like if you pay enough money, you have the better characters. But like for games like Fortnite, I don't know if you've ever played Fortnite. I've heard a lot about it, but I've never even seen. So it's play it. they have a lot of skins and weapons and different things that you could buy, but none of them have like stats attributed to them. It's all cosmetic. So oh, okay. it still comes down to skill at that point. And, and that, I would say, is the right way to do it. So if people want to buy this, like, you know, purple costume so that they can look like this in the game, but we still get the same weapon drops and map and all that stuff, like, that's fine. But when it's like, you know, you, could, you can pay to unlock all of these super badass weapons and, and it's in an online game... That's where it's kind of like ah no because like you could you're not you're not playing against skill you're playing playing against someone someone's wallet you know yeah so and if it's not an online game and they have downloadable content that does give you better stat weapons I'm I'm okay with that because that's I don't know that's 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 not affecting the online gaming community fair I enough think. yeah I know think. fair enough that makes sense that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, man, those online games though—they'll fucking take your life and give you nothing in return other than satisfaction of a, a job well done. That means nothing. So kind of <laughs> along, kind of along the vein of like heroes. So as a kid, mm-hmm. uh, one of my heroes was always Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, the Hulkster. 
Hulkamania um, running wild on I, the candy I, ass. I went and saw all his horrible movies. <laughs> nice cross promotion with The Rock. But, <laughs> yeah. but uh, no, I mean, I, I used to, you know, I wanted to get Hulkamania vitamins and all that stuff, you know, yeah. because, you know, this was, you know, I had no idea he man, was. Hulk was big in the freaking. Uh, in the 80s, 80s, man. Hulk was the man. And um, he actually just returned to the WWE. Uh, what was that movie he did with Christopher Lloyd where he like came back? Suburban the- Commando. That's it. <laughs> oh, oh! Do yeah. not test my Terry Bola knowledge. I'm like, I, I, I was a super fan. Like, God, he's still somebody that like, if I could meet him and it wasn't at a like a wrestling or a comic con where they charge like hundreds of dollars to shake their hand, yeah, then I would. Like, if I met him walking down the street, that would be like. That would be a day for me. That would be like would I would never rem- I would never forget. But yeah, like now all these people like yeah I met my hero. I had to pay seven hundred dollars to get yeah. a picture with him and all this stuff. But anyways, so he went to uh, this little event that Vince McMahon had put on. Uh, it was a pay per view and it was called Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. And then the reason I bring this up is because they this call it is- Crown Jewel. Because it took place in Saudi Arabia, uh-huh. and I'm assuming they have sheiks and princes and whatnots there, so that kind of went with the vein of where it was held. Gotcha. But um, you know, there was a couple of WWE superstars, John Cena being one of them, Daniel Bryan. They chose not to go. Mm. Uh, John Cena was actually booked, and Daniel Bryan was booked for the show, and they replaced them because they didn't want to go. Because Did you watch of all- it? I didn't because uh-huh. um, it's pay per view, right? Yeah, I mean, if okay. you have the WWE Network or whatever, which is with a lot of like UFCs yeah. going to that, and stuff, I wouldn't have paid for it either, man. You know, <laughs> I'm just kind of whatever. But like, it, it was really a big deal in politics, which I know we were going to talk about with the votes coming up on Tuesday. Mm. Uh, it was a big deal. Uh, Linda McMahon does something, uh, which is his. I think it's his ex-wife. I'm not sure if they're still married or whatever it is, but they got kids and grandkids and all that together. But uh, she actually distanced herself because obviously of what happened in Saudi Arabia recently. Yeah, they, they murdered the uh, Khashoggi, the, the journalist. Yeah. yeah. Apparently and so, they, they melted his body in acid. And yeah, it was not a fun day. Shit. It was not a fun day to be a new, no. uh, a reporter uh, in Saudi Arabia. So, so so there's a lot of like... There um, was a lot of backlash. Yeah, backlash from just investors and, and actors and, and Hollywood and, just kind of like... And people were like... No. Backing out of deals that has anything to do with Saudi Arabia. And but the WWE... Vince McMahon already signed a contract. Yeah. And he had 400 million reasons to not do it. Yeah. You know, and some people will say, well, how much is morality worth or how much is your values worth? But, I mean, it's like they say, though, it's a business, you know? And Vince McMahon, I think he's proven, I mean, for Christ's sakes, he was doing so bad with ratings. Mm -hmm. Recently? No. Not recently. There was a time, I don't know, say maybe 10 years ago, I can't remember the exact number of years, but our current president was on the WWE mm. to get... Yeah, I remember seeing that. Like, because <laughs> the story was that Vince was failing and, you know, the whole thing was going under, uh-huh. and then the great Donald Trump stepped <laughs> in because he makes everything better, or so he likes to say, Yeah, uh, and he purchased... The WWE, and then he oh, was that the storyline? Yeah, and then you know he was running the show, and it was going to be the greatest show ever because he was running it. And Vince doesn't know huh. what he's doing. And then they had like a, they actually had a wrestling match between Donald Trump and Vince McMahon, and the loser was to get their head shaved. 
Oh no! Wait. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like it was like back in the eighties. Dude, Vince McMahon. Have you seen him? He's like the most ripped old guy I've ever seen in my life. Steroids will do that. <laughs> if you looked at well, second most because if you've ever seen pictures of Sylvester Stallone, that oh, guy's yeah. is in his seventies and yeah. he is like full on jacked. Yeah. Like, crazy. But, yeah, so, I mean, like, you know, Vince has always been like, hey, whatever brings the money in, I really don't care. I'm yeah. like, you know, for for people to get all the outrage, I'm like, okay, first of all, it's a male soap opera. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's wrestling. It's okay. Like, they used to have, Sar- they turned Sergeant Slaughter, this great American, during uh, the first uh, Persian Gulf War, mm-hmm. when the first time we went to Iraq, he defected from America oh. and became, you know, the leader of the Saudi army or the Iraqi army and shit, you know, and had these, you know, guys who were probably from Mexico playing, you know, <laughs> Arabs and whatnot, you know what I mean? So it's, he's not culturally sensitive. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went off, um, you know, Hulk, Hulk Hogan came back. I really don't even know what he did that was such a great thing other than everybody was like, oh, we got to see Hulk again. Yeah. You know? That's all he has to do is just show up. It, that's pretty much that's pretty much his life now. So good for him. That's what I say. Nice. Um, yeah, you know, I was. Um, you said that that Holt showed. I'm like, man, he must be hurting for money because. <laughs> well, you know. Well, didn't no? Didn't he sue Gawker and like basically he he put them he out put of them business? out of business? Yeah, because uh, he was involved in a sex tape where he <laughs> he was using. Uh, can we say Michael Richards language? Oh no! Oh, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> he was popping the n bombs. Quite, I don't know what you're, why you're doing that while you're having sex. But you know, I don't know. Hulk's an, an, a strange guy. You know, yeah. he's always his his wives always look like his daughter, and it's it's just a creepy thing. Maybe that's maybe him and Donald Trump should hang out. They both seem to think their daughters are gorgeous people. Yeah, here let me let me see if I can get this. I was gonna try to pull up a quick uh, video that the WWE posted. About now let me tell you something, brother. This is him at a crown jewel. You know something, maniacs? It feels so good to be out here in front of the whole WWE universe and to be out here with all my Stark Raven Hulkamaniacs, brother. He looks the same as he always has. But you know what even feels better <laughs> is after I climb on that huge jumbo 747 jet flew halfway across the world and landed here i found out that the power of hulkamania and the power of my hulkamaniacs was stronger than ever right here at the crown jewel jack (laughs) (laughs) where am i look at that guy's dressed up as i'm in the crowd (laughs) it's great to see you guys it's awesome to be here back in the wwe it's unbelievable to be your host tonight There we go. Vince McMahon is yet again a genius. (laughs) So what you gonna do when the power of Hulkamania and the crown jewel run wild on you, brother? Oh my. Fight for the right side. Doing the classic. Let me hear ya. It looks like a small venue. Yeah, I'm oh, sure. Maybe not. There's like uh, it goes back up in there, huh? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, it had to be huge if it's like the big thing that they're doing. They spent that much getting them out there. They oh. gotta make money somehow. Oh, yeah. yeah. They 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 always will. But uh, 
you know, uh, so Tuesday, it's a big day for America if you're watching Facebook or you're watching the news. Man, have I, you been getting those texts? I, I get texts no. every day about, hey, this is so-and-so. Bernie Sanders texted me and was like, are you going to vote? Bernie Sanders gave you a shout out. He gave you up with a text. Like I don't mean to name drop or anything. Uh, Uncle Bernie. <laughs> yeah. And then um, yeah, no, I got so many random like numbers. Like yeah, but Bernie Sanders uh, support move ons election program. Like all right, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris. I'm sure they had nothing to do with actually texting <laughs> this, but like, it, and it was weird because I have all these, I have all these, uh, these texts, and they it's like. They must have got my number because I registered. So they know, like, what I'm registered as. And so they know kind of how I'm going to vote. So they're kind of using that. Like, oh, here. And, like, okay, fine. You know, that's that's cool because it a, a, appeals to – it applies to me. On Facebook, I don't know what happened because I started getting all the right-wing ads and stuff. And I'm like, what the hell? How did this happen? And I can only imagine it's because I argued politics with these freaking morons. You know, it, 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 it could be that, or honestly, I, I guarantee you with Facebook, it's whoever gives them the most money, mm. they'll put forth their oh, advertisements. You know, yeah, I didn't even think of that. I was I'm like, like, I was like, how, what would, the what Zuckerberg is all about that fatty, what baby. What makes them think I would even read this? But that <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, they, it, you know, and that's honestly what kills me anytime there is an election. You know, it's like, the hyperbole and the just absolute, like, you know, it's funny because, you know, our current president is always talking about fake news, mm-hmm. yet we're still running these political ads that are nothing but, like, jibber-jabber. Oh, you like know the what attack I mean? ads? Yeah, you know. You, you know like, what? You, you, like, you really can't believe these fucking Martha attack McSally, ads. Martha McSally, an American hero backed by President Donald Trump. Blah, 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 blah. She okay. supports child slavery, and it's like, who the hell would fucking support that? You know, nobody and, would. You know, or or and one of her ads that just made me die laughing. It says on there, it's like, you know, I can't even remember who the hell's running against her, which makes yeah. me bad. America, <laughs> they all blend together. But, you know, it's all just it's all just jumbled together. But you know, and she's like, you know, she does. She wants to lo- you know loosen the borders, and yeah. you know, we need to we need McSally in there so we can fight this. Uh, this uh, opium epidemic in America, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you do realize that the opium and the, and the epidemic and the painkillers, like that's made here, right? Yeah, like, you know, like they're not smuggling that's, fucking Vicodin across the border. No, that's to get big pharma shit. Paying or buying the patents so that these like homeopathic drugs don't ever come out, or they just they they bury any anyone that comes out with something that competes that's better for you because then they're going to lose money on their freaking they're opium the, farm. They're man. the biggest cartel in the world, man. Yeah, like it, it's so to to support them, it's kind of like, no, I'd rather have something other than whatever is going on right now that's clearly not working. But you know, like these ads and stuff and like honestly driving around town and I'm sure it's like this everywhere in America. Mm-hmm. You have to see all these stupid political signs like up at every street <laughs> street corner vote no on prop 206 vote yes on this if you mm-hmm. if you vote for this person you know you support mass murder of children you know don't do this don't yeah. you know i'm just like i don't they're really over the top and ridiculous the attack ads are just like they're they're there's so much of them that i honestly i don't know who they're even attacking half the time you know yeah. uh, who they're supporting so they're they're really not having the effective the effect that they're trying to get, and they're—if you think about—they're just wasting money on this. This is this is, I, I mean, 
my daughter watches YouTube on my computer sometimes, and those attack ads will come up as an ad yep. on her YouTube videos, and they're talking about like child sex slavery, and I'm like, damn, get this off my YouTube. Like, I don't want to. I don't want my kids to see this crap. It's really become uh, like it's invasive, a monster. You know, you you can't go anywhere without just being you know mm-hmm. slapped in the face with all this crap, and it's like. Come on, that's like that's honestly for me like that's why I'm so excited for Tuesday. Yeah, that, honestly, I'm that like, being said, man, you gonna vote? <laughs> oh, I my phone's ringing. Oh, damn turn it. that off. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of had someone was calling me to tell me they're gonna vote. <laughs> I kind of struggled on whether or not to to talk about it on the podcast because uh, I'm sure I'll get tons of backlash for it. Well, you don't have to say who you're voting for. Uh, well, no, I, I, I don't vote. And oh, you don't vote, and that's what that's what that's where a lot of the backlash comes from. Is people are like, you know, well, if you don't vote, like, you know, the, you know, the bad guys win. Uh, you know, if you don't vote, you don't get a right to complain. You, you know, I and, and I saw this thing the other day, kind of kind of related to this. Uh, it said because um, there's a lady that's go running for I don't even know what it is, honestly, for the Green Party, and the the ad was a vote for the Green Party is a vote for the Republican Party. And I was just like, oh. and I, I was like, I gotta see what these comments are. And of course, the gold was in the comments, and everyone was just tearing apart this ad, like, what the hell is wrong with you, kind of thing, you know? Um, but that's kind of the argument too: is if you don't vote, then it's 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 a vote for the people that you don't want. Like, it's it's it, it's a scare tactic, you know? It, it is, and it's also like, you know, I I I, I keep bringing it up when people ask me, but. So, when medical marijuana, it was only in California, and then Arizona was trying to pass it. We put it on the ballot. We voted for it. I voted for it. Like, I was so for it because I had seen the positive things that marijuana can do for people. Mm -hmm. It passed. The voters, we we did it. Mm -hmm. And then the legislator was like, yeah, but we're going to get backlash from the federal government, so no. They, we voted, we won, and they just basically were like, well, we don't want that, so no. Hmm. So I learned at an age that I'm kind of more now, maybe I'm call me a grumpy old man, but I'm kind of with George Carlin, okay? It's a dog and pony show. They want you to believe that you have a choice, mm-hmm. that your voice counts. Mm-hmm. But the owners of this country, to sound super, you know, uh, conspiracy theory, the owners of this country, they don't give a fuck about you. They don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. I'm like, the popular vote supposedly says that Hillary Clinton was who the majority of Americans wanted. But that's not how we determine things like a presidential election. We have electoral votes. Mm -hmm. And Colt 45, as I like to call him, Donald Trump is our president because of the electoral vote. Yeah. Not by you and me. I think he said out. himself that the electoral vote is a horrible process. Well, to me, if you're going <laughs> to if, you're, because if, of if you're going to tell me that an electoral vote is coming, like then what all of my state voted for doesn't count. Yeah. I, I don't think there is electoral votes in this midterm election. There there isn't. Yeah. Um but you know what I'm saying? Like that's just another thing in the voting process mm-hmm. where it's, you know, the, the the people who run the show, 
Like, they want you to believe you have a choice. Well, you know, and that, that kind of goes hand in hand with a lot of the propositions that are on the ballot, too. So some of the propositions are, are worded in a way that if they don't pass, then nothing, you know, something will change. Or if they do pass, then nothing will change. Or, you know, it's, it's the way that they're worded. So you have to pay attention to that, too. But a lot of the times with the uh, propositions that are brought up, um, they either they usually benefit one thing or or another. So you got to kind of pick like, well, what do I do? I want you know roads, or do I want better education? You know, or you know, kind of thing. So well, and it, it's the same way that it works in Congress too, where you get a proposition for you know, do you support you know uh, state spending for education? Mm-hmm. Well, God damn! You know what? I do. I think our kids should be educated. That makes sense. Yeah. But meanwhile, but on the bottom. But meanwhile, <laughs> on the bottom, it's like you know. Also, tax cuts for you know uh-huh. people who own more than six houses. And you're like, wait, why the fuck is that in the same bill mm-hmm. as me voting for kids? Like, I'm voting for kids over yeah. here. Meanwhile, you're backdooring me so that some you know rich Yahoo gets another tax code break. And you know, hey, good for them. I guess it's the way the system works, but. Um, yeah, it's it's rough, and, and the only way to really kind of uh, circumvent that is just by doing research. So, I mean, I've been reading some of the mailers and um, reading about some of the, uh, you know, um, the candidates and trying to just make the best educated vote that I can. Um, you know, I have my perspective on how I view politics, and um, other people might have different perspectives and that is okay believe it or not people it's okay to disagree on politics that doesn't equate into what kind of a person you are with your interpersonal relationships amongst other people but not um, normally no i mean in this day and age you know like it's like you voted for this person i want to unfriend you and yeah i I always i'm like that's the thing i see always online too is, is do you ever get the the posts Blah 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 blah. Like so and so is this. Mm-hmm. Prove me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen those? Do you have any friends in your timeline that play that card? You know? Oh, well, there was a meme where the guy's sitting at the table, and it's like mm-hmm. it has like a, a, a tablecloth around it. Says, "Prove me wrong," and people just copy paste things. Right. And it's like Pikachu is the best Pokemon. Prove me wrong, and he has a Pokemon hat on. <laughs> whatever right. meme they put in it right but no but i i get i get the i get what you're saying and, yeah. and like the funny ones like the memes are funny you know yeah. what i mean it's no like, but when know. people like take a, a, a hard political stance and they say prove me wrong but there's literally nothing you could say to this person what you could you can have a a, a 10 page spread of facts and they still won't change their mind there's people that are just so hard-headed like that and they refuse to accept the fact that other people feel differently about a topic that they feel so strongly about and if they feel that way and if they if they are unable to accept that fact then they themselves will exist in an echo chamber in a bubble refusing to ever accept any sort of outside input and that's a bad place to be it is and honestly our current presidential can't, uh, you know, our current president. I don't know. I'm trying to get all weird and talking like that. Well, but fancy word on I'm me. I'm not trying to get all fancy. But no, <laughs> I mean, our current president has done something that is so smart. Believe it or not, I've said he's done something smart. He has claimed that everything is fake news. Oh, he's he's changed the rules of the game. So dude. now, 
when you read something, when you hear something, mm-hmm. well, how do we determine what facts are? Yeah. Like, it used to be when you would read the news, today a man was stabbed. This is what happened. Yeah. But now it's like, well, why did Jimmy stab the guy? It was because of, you know, he votes for Trump or, you know, because of this happened. Like, everything got jumbled. Mm-hmm. And people search. That's also dangerous to do. And you can't delegitimize credible news because then you have chaos. Then you have chaos. And also what it gets down to with people is, is they search out. It's called confirmation bias. Everyone is guilty of it, and we don't even know that we are. Mm-hmm. You can be a very open-minded person, and you can listen to both sides. But there's a reason Fox News has its followers. There's a reason that CNN has their followers. Mm-hmm. Because whatever you subscribe to, they tell you you're right. Yeah. So... You listen to Fox News, and they're like, these fucking libtards, mm-hmm. and this, and this, and this. Well, you already believe that. So mm-hmm. they're just basically, like you said, an echo chamber. They're telling mm-hmm. you what you want to hear, jerk. and you're like, facts. Yeah. They're facts. So when you come at people with facts, there's some kind of confusion nowadays as to what is considered a fact and what has been now portrayed with your you know, your political persuasion spin. And it, it also kind of depends on who's gathering the data. So they can say, oh, we surveyed you know, 100 people or based on this scientific data. And it's like, yeah, but who got the data? Is the data correct? Is it biased data? And who paid yeah. for them to collect the yeah, data? Someone's not going to collect data to disprove whatever point they're trying to make and so you have to be aware of that so when you're reading something that sounds like holy crap like i didn't even know this was a thing this is insane look at all this data to back up like no like let's let's really step back and take a look like unpack everything don't accept everything at face value now there still are things that you can accept at face value you show me a video of donald trump saying hey guys uh, the Democrats are the enemy. There's CNN fake news and all this stuff. And I'm just like, wow, this guy is dividing the country by saying this. And then I argue that point with someone and they say, no, no, no. The Democrats are, are dividing the country. And I said, well, what did they say? Was that a commentator on a news station that has an opinion stating his opinion? Or was it your our leader, our leader of our country dividing the country or is it some guy that has a soapbox over here who who has the bigger stake claim and 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 can um enact the most change i would say the leader look to your leader look look at the the state that people are in the 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 country is divided people are hard right or hard left and there are people that do see both perspectives and are able to go well I don't think we should have an open border, but I also think abortion be, should be legal. And it's like, well, like, do, do people's heads explode when they hear this? Yes, they do, because that's not what they're told to think, to believe. You're told you, either, you, you are either black or white. You're a square peg or a round peg. There is no in-between. In reality, there is an in-between. And you don't have to celebrate your differences. You can celebrate the things that you agree on and that bring you together. Well, and also, too, when it comes to that is it's a tactic. By dividing the country, you're going to get what you always get, which is what they, what is, which is what he wants. Mm-hmm. He wants there to be a divide. You, know? you think so? 
Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Why? Like, why do you think he wants to divide? <clears throat> well, because I think he wants to bring this system to its knees. Mm-hmm. He's already doing it. Yeah, totally. I agree. And I'm. I'm not saying he is Hitler, so let's get that shit out of the way, okay? But what I'm saying is, is he's, a Nazi. he is following yeah. the exact model uh-huh. that Adolf Hitler oh, there, used. there's the ten things that a dictator have done. And, um, and I'm going to pull up that list while you and say he, this. And you know, he divided people, and what did he do? He, the, the country wasn't doing what it what It wasn't living up to everybody's expectations of how, it, how life should be in Germany. So what did he do? He found an enemy. It's these Jews that are causing all these problems. And we see what happened. With Donald Trump, it's these immigrants are doing this. There's a caravan of people who want a better life and they want to come here. So I'm sending the military preemptively to shut that shit down. Mm Okay, well, you can agree we don't have open... You can, you can say we shouldn't have open borders. You can say we shouldn't. I look at this country in such a way as... Have you ever been to a nightclub, Jeff? Oh, yes, several. Okay, you're ready. You're trying to get in. It's a poppin' nightclub. There's a long line. Everybody's trying to get into that fucking nightclub because it's lit. Mm-hmm. There's hot chicks. There's booze. A DJ spinning. Everything's awesome. Everything is cooler than it is outside in this line. So when you're in the line and you're trying to get into that nightclub, you are looking and you're like, oh, dude, what the fuck? Let people in, man. This is bullshit. There's room in there. I could fit right there. Come on, man. Let me and my girl in. My girl's like, come on, man. Let me in. And you're trying to persuade the doorman to let you in. But your your views change when you're in that nightclub. It's a little bit crowded. You don't have as much elbow room. You're waiting long lines for a drink. You know, it's, you know, there's just too many people bumping into each other. Mm. Well, now you're in the nightclub and you're like, they need to stop fucking letting people in here, man. Like, this is bullshit. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, we need to have room to maneuver. I need, you know, there's not enough bartenders. There's not enough waitresses. I need to be able to get my shit. But when you were outside and you didn't have the advantages of being in that nightclub, you were like, hey, let us all in. There's room. Like, mm-hmm. let us go. But when you're already here, I was born here. A lot of people who are born here, and they're just like, nah, man, fuck that shit. Like, mm. you were born in Mexico, bad rap, brother. Too bad. You should have been born here, uh-huh. where we have all these things. So it's just, a, I see like a perspective shift, whereas if you were, you're in the nightclub, you don't want more people coming in here. But if you're outside the nightclub and you, you know, mm. fucking dirt streets, you're That's like, That's an hey, interesting perspective. Yeah, I mean, it, it can be equated, you know. And then look, like, I'm not just saying, hey, you know what? Let's like, we're abandoning all these horrible spots and just have everybody move here. Obviously, logistically, it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, let's, you know, we have a statue in New York that mm-hmm. says, give us your poor, give us your tired, give us your huddled masses. This was a place that uh, Donald Trump, his family, immigrated here. Unless you're Native American, mm-hmm. you are an immigrant. Uh, you may have been born here. And that's why I think it's so funny that he wants to get rid of... Um, what is what is the word I'm looking the, for? Like birthright citizenship? Birthright citizenship. I'm like, homie. Yeah. So does that mean every like American his... <laughs> is not American because we were born? You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. it's a slippery slope, brother. What was it? I think, um, or 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 chain migration. I think it was another thing that. Well, he was that's another about. thing that he's trying. Yeah, to Yeah, that was that was that was a hot topic. Wow, it's weird how these things are such a huge deal, and then something new comes out the next week, and it's like, well, what about the thing we were talking about last week? No, 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 we're on to this new thing. I'm like, think about it. Bill Clinton, when he was in office, there was scandal. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was having sex with interns. It was this. It was this woman said he touched her. It was this. It was that. And so every once in a while, he kind of like, there was a distraction. Yeah. George Bush was in office. He would do something dumb every other month, mm-hmm. you know? And it was like, that was the news cycle. It was like, can you believe George Bush said this? Can you yeah. believe he did that? And so that was like every other month or so, there was they were able to have a distraction from what's going on and keep people's minds off of what was really going on. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump, if the people who own this country, they want him forever. Because it's not every other month. It's not a couple times during his presidency. It's mm-hmm. literally like every single day. Yeah, there's a formula to it. Or you know? says something so, you know, inflammatory. Either people love it and they're like, you know, they got their red hats on. And they're like, fuck yeah, brother, preach on. Mm-hmm. Or you got people over here and they're like, Are you, can, you know, this monster has to be stopped. Donald Trump has done something that I never thought was humanly possible. Never thought it. Hmm. He made me listen and watch a Barbara Streisand video. Oh yeah, I watched. What one. did she do? She has a video. You can look. You can look it up on YouTube. Where it's a song that she just recorded, and it's all about Donald Trump and like how he, you know, he d- does he not see us crying? How do you sleep at night? You're telling us oh, all these like lies. Oh, like anti-Trump song. Yeah, and huh. like I listened to it, and I norm- and like I didn't even recognize her voice. Nothing, but like. I listened and liked a Barbara Streisand song, and I never, ever... Gosh, I mean, if she's in a movie, I would ref, refuse to see it. And so I was like, oh, you've done something, Donald. You've made me you've made me see the error in my ways, and I now yeah. listen to Barbara Streisand or something that she did. Yeah, you know, and so let, let me just say, I pulled up that list of ten things that a dictator does, um, and I'm just going to read it off and see if... You know, and this is just online. Google it, whatever. Um, so these are the things that that a dictator does: um, name or face on buildings, um, family members in positions of power, rallies, his own propaganda outlet, Fox News, um, using the office for personal financial gain, mm-hmm. aligned with other dictators and strongmen, claims minorities are responsible for the country's problems. Um, and you lie so freely that the people don't know what the truth is anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one, I think, was the one that he hasn't done yet was uh, military. He wears a military costume despite not having served in the military. So those are things that, uh, you know, in other countries so, that dictators... So out of those different. ten things that you listed, he's literally done nine of them. Yeah. So he and, he and remember, he wanted to have that military parade. I don't know if that's still going or if that happened or what, but... If he comes out in the in like a military you know uniform, I don't know if a lot of Americans would stand for that because people I, already don't like citizens doing that. I think that is the one reason he hasn't completed this yeah. list. Yeah, maybe is he knows that the people who do support him are very very patriotic. Yeah. And for him to do that, that would be a bad luck. Yeah, you know, and I, I think that then there's... Then again, then again, you know, he could. I, 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 I mean, how many times has Donald Trump done something and you're like, there's no fucking way he's ever going to do this, and he doesn't, and you're like, well, goddamn. Touche, <laughs> sir, touche. Yeah, so it's just, it's it's a perspective on, on, on politics, and um, people have their opinions, you know, um, but... You know, looking, I always try to look at it from just the perspective of both views, and and you know, it's it's hard sometimes because some of the 
shit, you know, that you that is going on in politics. And and the the the, the country is so political. We've never been this political, you know, and it's 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 crazy because I think we're all aware that politics politics have always been corrupt. There's always been corrupt politicians, life, uh, you know, career politicians that are in it for the financial gain and whatnot. But everyone is so engrossed with it now and in tune with what everything is going on. But they're choosing to ignore some while focusing on others. When if you were to stand back, you'd probably see a much wider perspective of things gone, uh, you know, awry. Uh, across the board. Look, uh, Bill Hicks had a great bit a long time ago, and it. George Carlin has talked about it. <clears throat> Bill Hicks basically said, he goes, oh, no, 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 the puppet on the right is far more to my liking. I'm in line with their views. Mm-hmm. And then the other, no, 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 the puppet on the left is far closer to where I see myself. They share my views and what I want from things. Meanwhile, there's the same guy with his hands up both puppets' ass. Okay? <laughs> yeah. So, like, look, they oh, there's there's a reason there's only two political parties. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because that's how the system continues to flourish. Yeah. Because people aren't, you know... I if, wonder if, if, like, if this you're, is going to spawn a third party, though. I Christ, maybe I hope so. Maybe that... Maybe I'm with Joe Rogan and just like it's it spurs something we realize that not one person should be ever in charge of the entire country and like yeah. it's just a stupid idea. It was uh-huh. a good idea back when people had to write things down with a feather and everything was carried on horseback to, as far as mail. Like yeah, that made sense. But you know, in today's climate, today's technology, mm-hmm. I don't really think that this works. Um, it's how most countries do it though. It is, but you know what I mean? It's like, we, yeah. hey, guess what? Most countries fell in line when they were run by the British. We, we stood up and we were like, nah, funk that shit. Mm. Like, we want to run our own show over here because we feel like we aren't being represented. But we're being taxed, but our views aren't being represented. They're just going to a king. And so we mm. were like, nope. We're throwing your tea in the harbor. We're, th- we're drawing the line in the sand, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna squash this right here. Yeah. I'm like, well... I think maybe another revolution could be coming uh, before a third too. party. I thought like, is another civil war coming or what? Because like, like, and that, that and I the hope reason not. that would happen is because of the division. You know, like mm-hmm. people are, are one side or another so hardcore that they're just completely unable to and accept anything other than their own outlook. And that is where the problem ramps up: is the fact that everybody is uh, like, if you're a staunch Republican. You will always side with what they yeah, no matter say. what. Like that's not, and and, you know. and that's the same thing with your hardcore liberal. Yeah. No matter what no, negatives they do, there is definitely on. something that the Democratic and liberal side could do that would make me go, "Whoa, no, that's not cool, guys." And there's definitely something the Republican side could do that I could go, "Hey, well, that was a good move. I support that." You know, why and, is that such a hard perspective? People don't want to accept that anything good could come from the democrats or that anything good could come from the republicans it is possible because people are more concerned and it's because of the politicians i feel like it's because of the the way the game is played now it's exactly the, and the, so, the rules are changed and so they're, what not, has the, they're not the way they're not like that anymore nobody is concerned mm-hmm. when they look on like that we elect as voting for huh so this is what we're mapping out. We don't want immigrants, or we don't want there to be abortion. We don't. Nobody's concerned with 
what is the right thing to do. What do people want? They are concerned with what does my fucking constituents want? What does my base want? Here's the thing. Put it to a vote. If it passes, then it passes. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. Not one person that has a series of ideas that is a go, and you agree with two of them, but you disagree with five of them, and you're like, well, I got to support the guy because I voted for him, so now I just have to take this and spin it in a way where I see it as a positive. Or and, and and people have become very good web spinners. Yeah. I'm like, that's what our news channels have become. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, reality TV is yeah. running rampant. And who do we have as a president? A reality TV star. Yeah. So, um, I mean, take it with it what you will. Um, it's, yeah. Say it's, it with your vote, bro. <laughs> voting polls right down the road, man. <laughs> I'm all, is it too late for me to get in there and just be like, can I vote? Or like, I, I think as long as you're uh, you're uh, registered, you can do it. But what if I'm not? Like, now it's too late. I fucked up. I mean, I was registered from the, the last presidential election. I didn't have to do anything different. Well, I haven't voted in years, so. Just go there and vote all Democrat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Stir the pot some more. Um, well, shit. So that was a long political rant. Um, we had a couple things on the list, but um, I don't know, man. We're already almost almost at an hour and a half here. Uh, do you want to keep going, or are you good? Uh, I'm, yeah, I think I think we can we can save something yeah, for next week. Some but, uh, yeah, for sure. So. Definitely. Uh, one thing I will say is, uh, if you are free this evening, come out to Welcome Diner. Mm-hmm. There is a show and an open mic that will be going on. Uh, sign-ups for open mic are 6.30. Show starts at 7, uh, run by the great Stina Salido. Uh, Dom Diatolo will be doing a feature there, as well as Eli Turner and Autumn Horvat will be talking to you about politics and oh, comedy. Snap. So to go along with that, and also every Tuesday you'll see me at the Mint. So if you, if you uh, can make it out tonight, I'll be at the Welcome Diner. Tuesday I will be at the Mint. So come on out and... And, yep. and I will be in front of my computer playing video games uh, this evening, so maybe I'll see you online, maybe I won't. But, yeah. <laughs> I like it, I like it, man. Play them games, get after yeah, it. Yeah, it's how I roll, man. I'm going to enjoy my day off. i got to work tomorrow. So, anywho, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, we, uh, I think we're going to start having some guests soon because I've been lining up a lot of people. So I have a few people as well. Yeah. So we're going to start having some guests here very shortly. Yeah. So if anyone, if anyone has any, you know, any ideas, go on the Facebook, leave us a comment. Uh, we'd love to uh, reach out to our fans and get some feedback going. Um, and if not, then keep listening to those podcasts. Uh, yeah. This is Jeff. Saying goodbye. And this is Leo. Stay classy and vote. Next to the ambassadors.